0: A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rud Janssen, Ruhl Friesen, Dennis Lehrer and Paul Rilkes with illustrious changemakers, designers and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversations.
1: Welcome at IMAX 2022. My name is Frissen and with me in this podcast studio, I have Drew Holmgren from MPI. Hello, welcome. Nice and to I see should you. actually say, Drew Holmgren, CED certified event designer. Indeed, right? Yep. Uh, Drew. Before I kick off, like, could you introduce yourself? Or yep. Where are you from? What do you do? What is your passion for the listeners? Uh, Drew wears a giant. Badge with all like, what are those? Like? Interests. interests. All my interests, right? so, yeah. my interests and passions, yeah. Okay, let's talk about that. Later.
2: All right, we can do that. Yeah. Drew green so on the professional side of the world, I'm the chief brand officer at Meeting Professionals International. If you're not familiar with MPI, which rule is intimately familiar with MPI, Meeting Professionals International is the largest industry association for meeting and event professionals. We've got about 12,000 members worldwide, 70 chapters and those members are spread across about 75 countries. Yep. So our focus is on education and networking, basically all the resources that an event professional would need to advance. And as part of that, we do a pretty significant collaboration with the team at Event Design Collective. And you know the numbers probably better than me, but quite, quite a <clears throat> large number of individuals, like myself, have gone through the Event Canvas and gotten their CD at multiple levels and gone on to do great things. Rule and rude being of course two of them who developed this whole process and got to know each other it's kind of a fun origin story which i learned this week actually their origin story coming together through their connections at MPI yes i i would dare
1: to say and for people who don't know MPI mpi.org right if on the on the worldwide web right you can look them up but if you are interested in in, in the event events industry this is definitely a an association you should consider and and taking a closer look, Ruid and I, as the founders of Event the Events and Collective, and the creators of the Event Canvas, we wouldn't have been here, as we always say, without MPI, right? So MPI brought us many places, taught us a lot of things in our voluntary roles, in our chapters, but also on the, on the International Board of Directors with MPI. So for anyone listening, listen carefully to Drew, because he has a lot to share, and he's representing a great organization. So... Without further ado, Drew, we would like to talk about IMAX, right? Yep. Uh, can you can you shed your light what IMAX is and what
2: IMAX is for you and your organization? Yeah, yeah, multiple things. <clears throat> Excuse me. Voice is a little bit rough because we had a, a small party last night with 3,000 mm-hmm. of our best friends. MPI and IMAX have partnered for the past 20 years or so. We have a strategic, a strategic alliance and partnership with them whereby we collaborate quite a bit in terms of what... We do at our own events but then what we do offline and just in the standard industry space we collaborate on content quite a bit we work together and we facilitate and provide all of their education at IMEX america we also provide a lot of education at IMEX frankfurt in turn they work with us at our own events like our european meetings and events conference which comes up this next march in brighton uk 2023 and they also have a strong presence at our World Education Congress, which takes place this next June in the Mexican Riviera. So our, <clears throat> our we, we really do consider it quite a close family with uh, with IMEX, they're extraordinary people. They put on extraordinary shows like this where they really do bring the best of this industry together. Our, our kind of strapline for this relationship is stronger and smarter together. We feel very firm that Our two resources collectively bring the best of all worlds for the event professional community to come together, collaborate, learn, and as our tagline says, meet to change the world.
1: And what does it mean for your membership base or customer base or community base? Um, What does MPI do for, for MPI? How does it work?
2: Yeah, so what, what IMAX really provides for us is, again, the opportunity for a lot of connections. When you come to a show like this, you know they've got over 3,000 exhibitors here and more than 5,000 exhibitor attendees with another, I want to say it's another five or 6,000 planners. Those planners are individuals, and those suppliers are individuals who can benefit from MPI. We, just like they provide the in-person connection at events like this one and like another that they do in Frankfurt, we provide the resources to those individuals at a broader scale. So this collaboration between us really helps, it helps us get some exposure to this, you know, the 12,000 people who are here over the course of this four day show. It gets us the opportunity to really meet with them, to discuss what MPI can provide for them, whether they're a planner and they need education or whether they're a supplier and they need those connections to the planners. We've we've added right around 50 or so members just over the course of the past few days. And that's been a, since my time at MPI, that's, that's gonna become a new watermark for us. So that's one side of it that they provide. IMEX is a wonderful conduit to providing us with exposure to our MPI Foundation, mm-hmm. which is the nonprofit arm of MPI. The MPI Foundation raises funds to help our membership, to help the community in general, to help our chapters. And I can tell you that we will, as, a, as, as part of this event this year, we'll have raised almost over $400,000 for the MPI Foundation to give back to the community. In this week? Correct. Last night alone, so on the Wednesday of IMAX America each year, we hold a massive party called MPI Foundation Rendezvous. I happen to recall seeing Rule there last night. He may have had a, a beverage <laughs> or two. Uh, that party sold it out last night for the first time ever, and it raised over $315,000 to benefit the foundation. And again, those funds go directly back to our membership community. And over the course of the pandemic, we had so many people who were out of work. We actually gave back 1.7 million dollars to our members and helped keep 3,100 members active within the community. So it's a wonderful foundation, is a wonderful organization. But what what the what IMEX Group does to help really drive awareness of it and to help drive that funding is it's it's extraordinary. And also, I I think
1: it provides a a free opportunity IMAX provides a few free opportunity a free opportunity to, to engage with MPI right yeah. so education but also uh, getting to know each other I see always in the, in the late afternoon that's what, when I actually go to the MPI booth where when people flock together and there's a little reception mm-hmm. but there's always people who know each other from different parts of the globe and it's a great way to meet each other right so yeah, I, that's I think that's a function of MPI at a at a trade show like this or at IBDM or at
2: IMAX in Frankfurt it's everywhere that you meet the people and the friends you have you made professionally yeah yeah and, and you know just just kind of along those lines of being able to get together it I, when I mentioned earlier that they do it feels like a very familiar relationship between IMEX and, and MPI you know and I don't exaggerate when I say that there is a legitimate kindred spirit love for one another not just as organizations but as humans together we legitimately enjoy being together and collaborating together so much so that, you know, I mentioned our event that takes place in Europe next year. It's in Brighton, UK, which is the headquarters home of, of IMAX, and a number of their staff, of IMAX staff, are actually leading the charge and volunteering a ton of time to help build that event, and they're doing it out of the kindness of their heart.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing organization, I must say, also from our end, um, we love we love MPI, but also we love IMAX yeah. because they really help help also us to spread a message. Right? Yeah. Spread the message of event design, use the event canvas. So that is we are very thankful to them and we respect each other. quite, quite a
0: bit. Yeah. So,
1: Drew, why would a an individual in the events industry, right? So from very young to very senior, become a member of MPI?
2: Yeah, that's, that's good. Well, kind of going back to the, the spectrum there. So a big change has happened within our industry over the course of the past few years. There was a study that was recently done by Freeman that showed that 58% of our industry is new. So you've got a lot of new fresh blood. What's unfortunate is that the pandemic caused a, a lot of professionals in this industry to, they didn't have jobs. They, you know, the outlook was relatively bleak for two plus years. So they, they moved on. So we've had a little bit of a refresh. So we've got the majority of this community is now new to the industry, and our average age has dropped by nine years. So you've got new, younger people coming into the industry now. And so what MPI can provide those individuals is access to resources that can help them accelerate their career. They're jumping into something new, and we can give them that foundation to grow upon and to excel. That's that's kind of the new side of it. From the season side of it, we offer the same type of resources for you to continue to advance. I was speaking to somebody yesterday, a former member who let her membership lapse 11 years ago. And she said, you know, I'm thinking about coming back. Tell me, you know, what's, what's new and fresh? Like, what's, what's going on? And I said, yeah, 11 years is a long time. So a lot of things have changed over that. But what I can tell you is that we continue to be at the forefront of really planning and creating resources that keep your perspectives fresh, that help you re-educate, relearn, reskill." But then we also continue to elevate that type of education and resources. The example I give you, and she was blown away by this, is that we've got what's called a master's degree program. So, in affiliation with the with San Diego State University here in the states, you can get you know the next level, not just certification, but actual degree in event planning. And she was shocked by that, that that even existed. So, we really provide that broad, broad gamut of resources. Whether you're junior coming in or senior, and and also on the senior side, you know, and senior is a terrible word to use, veteran seasoned side, (laughs) I should say, those individuals also have a great opportunity to volunteer and grow and start to give back. People who have been doing it for a long time, they can get on a local board through the chapter or they can get on a board at the global level. So just, I mean, again, it's just that that broad, broad gamut all the way through. Very good. Well well put. So you're doing brand, everything around brand with MPI, what is, what is that exactly? So I'm the chief brand officer at, at MPI, what that means is I handle all aspects of the organization's business that's really consumer-facing, that provides a reflection of the brand. So I obviously, where I started at MPI on the marketing side. Um, and then I moved over and started working with the membership team. And the membership is the, you know, in real life activation day to day, hour by hour of the MPI brand. And recently started working with the chapters, which the chapters are the local expression of the brand. And also took over the media side of it, which is the publishing side of MPI, which is a clear connection and also now events. And on the events side, and this is a great tie to what you guys preach and, and why I became a CED, you know an event activation is the in real life expression of your brand the tangible expression of your brand and so that's i've I've started to work on that and apply the that foundation that i learned from getting my ced to creating our event design for things like our world education conference and again our european meetings and events conference as well
1: yeah so that that is where in the past but also now and in the future we have work together, and we will work together. As a matter of fact, we, we started, I think, in 2017 or something, around uh, 2017, with the design of EMEC, the European Media and Events Conference in Nada, if I remember correctly. I saw some people yesterday we were in the design team, and that led up to another one, and another one, and another one. But also WC in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and as a matter of fact, and you shared it yourself, we won a few prizes together, yeah. right? So, uh, or actually, FBI won some prizes. You can and we take we're, credit And, and we okay. were part of that, right? <laughs> so, and it's, um, we really appreciate the work we do with you in terms of where you take the risks. As you, you said, mm-hmm. like your events more like cooking for chefs. So yeah, so yeah we, way, we
2: so? take risks so you don't have to. Yeah, yeah that's and the way that we That's,
1: that's, right. that's that's how it's supposed to be, right? That—that—that's that, I think that that's the role of an association. That's the role how, how you can actually educate without, without education, mm-hmm. right? So you, you show them what, what is possible and where the flaws are or what the mistakes are so that they, they don't have to make them. Now, we are working together on, so actually we kicked off the 2027 WC Destination Unknown design. Mm-hmm for people who don't know that maybe you should give them a little bit of reference for what that is about
2: yeah so we currently have our world education congress next year is in mexico the following years in louisville then saint louis then san antonio quick sidebar on san antonio because i have to have some sports talk the last two nba basketball towns that we've been to toronto in 2019 san francisco in 2021 their nba teams won the world championship I'm a big San Antonio Spurs fan, so clearly if you're going to put any money down on a team in 2026, San Antonio Spurs to win the World Championship. So that aside, um, we've got our destinations selected all the way through 2026. (laughs) Starting in 2027 and 28, we actually have those. Those are going out for, for bid right now to get new destinations. Working with the team at Event Design Collective, what we've started to do is create a what we call destination unknown design for WEC in 2027. And the theory there is projecting ahead five years from now, what does this industry look like and what do the professionals need? And so we started a great exercise on Monday during our Smart Monday programming here at, at IMAX. We started the process of getting some certified event designers together. We had about 10 of them and started the stakeholder analysis. Yep. So what we, what we did in, in that session, uh, maybe for, the, for, the, uh, for
1: for you, the listener, maybe to, to create a, paint that picture a little bit more. When we normally, as the event design collective, work with clients, tend to challenge them a little bit, right? So uh, some people can say like, okay, can you help me with the next event? And then when does that event happen? Yeah, okay, um, in three months. Like, maybe that is a little bit late to start designing, right? But what we can do is do a baseline at your event, uh, looking at look, look at your event, and then make that the stepping stone for the kickstart for next year. right? many many organizations have repeating events annual events like uh, WEC. when we were in san francisco last june yep we actually talked to drew and said like okay how can we further help he said like, yeah maybe you could help us doing the doing next next year's next year's design and so we we're like okay maybe maybe let's let let's, let's see if, if, we, if we can stretch that out right mm-hmm. So, would you be able and would you be open to actually look at the first event wc which is which where there's no city city contracted or defined defined, defined, right um because we get we actually felt in san francisco and that is not nothing wrong or no no negative feedback but uh, i think many associations struggle with the fact that if you pick a destination and the destination is helping you in a financial way but also in other ways that destination wants to look good, right? right? And that's and stand out. And that is um, absolutely okay. What I would am, like to challenge MPI as an event designer and as part of the Events and Collective is like, what is your idea of the future, and how can we shape that? And then find the right partner destination to work with you on that. On, on right. How, how, how are you? So because I, I challenged you and you said yes, right? So what are your thoughts about that?
2: Yeah, so each time that we take a, a WEC and an EMIC as well, whenever we take, frankly, any of our events, when we take them to a specific destination, we want that destination to have a significant impact on how it's, the event itself is created and designed. What's interesting about doing it with a destination unknown is it allows us to be a little bit more purposeful when we start to bring the destination into it because we've got some theories and concepts and, you know, the stakeholders are are clearly defined and we've got some, you know, kind of design components that are are being considered and developed. So as we're evaluating the destinations that come in to pitch us to bring WVC to their location, it helps us create a, a, a more deliberate decision on where we're taking it you know pulling the screen back a little bit when we are looking at a lot of these destinations some of it is looking at the packages that are offered up by the destination looking at the destination personality itself but this and this gives us another consideration to pull into that decision making so now we're actually thinking much more about the end user as well really bringing that focus into our consideration set
1: i would also liked about what you what you shared is you said like oh but that would be super coincidental because we actually just released or determined with our board the 2027 MPI right. plan right so right. and how beautiful is it then to make sure that you align yeah. that with your event strategy right yeah
2: yeah so that's that's a significant side of it too and sometimes it's just it's perfect how the dominoes tend to fall We recently, this past September, had a board meeting in Mexico, collaborated with a site visit to the destination for 23. And while we were there, we did an exercise with our board to help establish and confirm the strategic business goals for MPI that are set for five years out in 2027. So creating this destination unknown for that same year really creates some interesting synergies and connections to how you know, WC is a big facilitator of how MPI meets our organizational goals. So now we're planning those, all of that together at the same time, which really creates a great connection.
1: So, apart from WC, um, about those 2027 goals, back back to my background in the International Board of Directors at mm-hmm. MPI, we talked about membership, right? Yep. Always membership, 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 yep. how many members do we have currently? Yep. And that is that's driving revenue, right? right. So but in the last what is it 10 years when i was on the board and now not on the board anymore you actually changed that way of looking at kpis looking yeah. at what is now what is the value of, of meeting professionals at national yeah. and it's not not only but people who are members or customers or right you so have a good to transaction an API, but also a larger community which you right. serve how does that? How did, how did that come together in the last ten years?
2: Yeah, it's 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 actually it's dialed in a little bit more recent than that. I would say about two years ago we started. Well, gosh, uh, this was this was in February of 2020, so right before we all got locked down, we did a workshop with a facilitator and a few a few representative individuals, board members, and, and just good influencers for MPI. We did a workshop session to start really figuring out, you know, where's what's the right lens to really focus into how we are driving and considering the, the growth of MPI as an organization from a person perspective. And you know we realize that while our, our members and our sponsors and, and anybody who financially has a stake in MPI, whether that's investing in a membership or sponsoring one of our assets, that's, that's kind of that next rung down of people who are involved in MPI, but there's a higher rung up, which are individuals who are actively engaged with MPI and that's what we call our community and so our goal is to really expand that community and in doing so you know naturally we'll start to create more individuals who have a vested interest in MPI so there's a there's a big focus of us to really of ours to really increase the awareness of MPI get people and not not necessarily financially involved but get people engaged in conversations whether that's through our our online forums, engaged in some of the content that we produce, whether that's our blogs or MPI TV, engaged with us on social media, you know, having an active involvement with us so that they are experiencing and gathering resources that we offer so that they can rely on us and they can use what we have. And if they make their way to becoming a, you know, a member or something like that, you know, obviously that's that's what we want to happen. But in the, the grand scheme of things, the more that we can grow that community, the better it impacts this industry because we lost a lot of people during the pandemic that moved on to other gigs. And so now we're trying to refill all of these jobs. So when it comes down to it, still in October of 2022, this is one of the highest unemployment industries and jobs in the world still. It was the one that was hardest hit at one point. It was upwards of nearly 40% unemployment here in the States. That's a massive, massive number. It's just now ticking closer to 10% unemployment. Meanwhile, the rest of the United States, and I can't speak globally, but the rest of the United States is under 4%. So you see that that's a big, big difference. So we're trying to get that exposure back out there because, and you'll hear this in a lot of conversations, workforce development for this industry is a significant need right now. Getting people, I said more than half, that 58% of this industry is new. That's thats a continued trend. So we've got to continue to get people involved and interested in this in this industry and the way for us to do that from MPI perspective and and thinking, you know, not selfishly for growing our membership and growing our revenues, the way to get there is to grow our expansion and to grow that awareness and connection to associations like MPI. That's impressive and also very much needed. I
1: think uh, yesterday I had a conversation on the, another podcast interview with two students from Cal Poly mm. and they came in our booth and said, what we had at, at, at university. This is uh, what Doctor Lacaniente uh, uh, taught us, right? And um, they uh, they share their enthusiasm uh, about about our methodology, but also what they did is something else. And um, the answer to my question in terms of like, what will the next generation be like, and how much engaged will they be at conferences and trade shows and in associations, and because. I explained like when my kids I ask them to, to to get a cup of sugar at my neighbors, they're afraid to knock on their door, right? Why? Because that's a whole different generation. They have so an fun. interface, and that's in their uh, the, the, in the palm of their hands. Yes, yeah, and sure. they and they would like to send a WhatsApp message or an, in, or a message. To them. Order like, it on
2: Amazon; it'll arrive or, the next day. Or,
1: yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> and right. that is and that's what that is what that's how they how they function. So, and and it's not like. Luckily, my kids are very open and social, mm-hmm. but I think a, a generation, a new generation, will come to that. And they said, actually, the, in the pandemic, we found out that, that these per- conversations and these in person moments were so yeah. important. Uh, so I, I, I think we're not lost yet as yeah. events and associations. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And if we capitalize on it on it in the, in the right way, I think yeah. we are, um, yeah. Well, Bringing it, 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 really
2: bring it full circle, you just—I have not had time to walk this floor yet because our space over here in the corner has been jam-packed the entire time. And again, if you just—if you, you know, took a drone up to the top, which hopefully i did took that advantage. If you took took a drone up to the top over the past three days, this has been a, a packed show. There's a lot of people here, and then even go back to, to last night and the rendezvous party that we put on that was a record number of people to show up. So when you, if I hear somebody say, you know, live events are not back and face-to-face is no longer needed, I just, that, that that no longer, that makes no sense to me. Yeah.
1: People crave for them, Yeah. I think. I, but then the, the, the question is more like, can we also get the next generation to
2: to do this? Mm-hmm. Um,
1: can we maybe also design right trade shows to be more equipped for them right. and more designed for them? because I had a conversation in the, the a few days back and there was like, yeah, but this is really like super straight lanes and super straight aisles and, mm-hmm. and this is all kind of <laughs> like it, how it used to be, right? And how could we do this in a more explorative yeah. way? And uh, I think that is something as a challenge for the trade shows in general yeah. but also for conference in general. How do we cater to the, to the needs of, of different people and how do we... Make it more playful and yeah. more and less yeah, business, yeah. right? So, Encore. I don't know if you've been there, I've, I have, I've barely made it past the middle of okay. it. But at <laughs> Encore, they have, they, yeah. have, they have, and that's our partner in the U.S. for Event Design Collective, and they created something completely different at this trade show, where they actually have a yeah, huge setup where they actually created an experience. And you have to go through that experience and they link that to sustainability goals and the sustainability report of IMAX. And they created a, a full experience around that. And that's some, something I think should be applied more, where you actually um, don't have a booth and you try to sell something, mm-hmm. but you let people
2: experience something and people will change their view on your brand. Yeah, so uh, and that's I think that's key. You were in San Francisco this past year one of the things that we did for the first time at a WEC, we typically have partners show up and they get some space, and it's not an exhibition hall, but they get some space to have conversations, do whatever. This past year at WEC, we really pushed all of those partners to have an experience. And so, for example, Puerto Rico had a big barista area, so you could come up and get some, you know, certified Puerto Rican coffee. Encore had a brilliant setup for our headshot station. Usually our headshot station is a dude standing there with a camera and some lighting. Instead, this was a, a good footprint with a makeup artist and some really nice coloring and a, a really good photographer. And they just, the line was out the door. I, I waited until the very last day, right before the show floor was going to shut down, purposefully because I knew it would be lighter at that time. And there it was still a 10-person line. So, you know, advancing that forward into WC Mexico, we've taken that design component, and now we're going to blow that out even further because of the just the sheer opportunity we have in Mexico with beaches, with yeah. pools, with open spaces and nature and forests and jungles and you know we can allow and we not allow we can drive our partners to come in and create that experience that's natural to their brand and fits within the setting of the event and that's what like an Encore has done a really good job of from what I hear. I'm going to try and get over there today. Yeah, you should. You yeah. Should.
1: Okay. Thank you, Drew, yeah, yeah. for this uh, conversation. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll make sure that we uh, put Drew's bio um, and LinkedIn profile yeah. in, in the yeah, uh, in and, the and make, you know,
2: make sure and put all of my my likings yeah, there. It's a, it's yeah, it's NCAA. Yeah, National Collegiate Athletic Association. It's, ca- it's like college football and college basketball.
1: Optimists. Yeah. Marathons, photography, as a Spurs, San Antonio Spurs, San Antonio Spurs. Spurs. hiking, and beer. Yeah. We shared a lot of these, these yes, things do. together. We, we've we done drank, a lot we, of we these things. We drank beer, we have hiked, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. We ran marathons. Did you, did
2: you Not not me? together, but yeah, we've yeah. we've we individually. Okay. We're um, both optimists. Yeah.
1: I, I have an iPhone so I can make photographs. There you go. Yeah. 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 So I'll, I'll have to take almost, you to a
2: college football yeah. game and to a Spurs game at some we would, point. Yeah. We'll do that. Thank you, Drew. Okay, man. Thanks for
0: okay. all. This has been another episode of the Design to Change Designer Conversation series. Explore these conversations and additional content at designtochange.online Want more right now? Tune into the backstage episode of this conversation and hear what the experts discuss offstage.